0: Hello and welcome to the Liberty Brothers Podcast. I'm Reed. I'm here with my buddy Max, and we are your hosts, the Liberty Brothers. How's it going, Max?
1: Uh, you know, it's, it's another beautiful day in Minnesota. It's 10 degrees outside, though, so...
0: It's, it's literally 40 degrees warmer than it was a week ago.
1: It's 40 degrees warmer than it was yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so today's topic, we're going to be talking all about voting uh, I don't know if we're going to get it into voter fraud. That was something that we we kind of discussed, we wanted to get into, but it, it's such a deep hole.
1: Yeah, and especially now, if, if you Google voter fraud, all you get is stuff from the last uh, three months that's come up. Um, that's really the only thing that comes up when you type in voter fraud to the Googles or anywhere for that matter. And I didn't quite look into Google Scholar because I wasn't thinking of it at the time. You know, hindsight 2020. (laughs) Um, There are a few things I want to punch out before we actually get into the nitty gritty of this one. We got a lot of wonderful feedback um, about our first episode. Uh, The two biggest things being um, sound quality. And number one is the fact that I vape. And that sucks. You're just going to have to deal with that until I figure it out. And number two is the echoing, but we're working in a relatively large room for the small um, setup that we have. We just have to figure out the soundproofing, and we're gonna iron that out whenever we can get to it.
0: Yeah, we're we're in a room that's, I mean, it's technically the master bedroom of a house right now, and it is, I
1: mean, it's, wood paneled.
0: It's more like Doby's
1: bedroom, honestly.
0: Dobby, Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> the house elf. Oh, Dobby!
1: Oh yeah, Dobby. Dobby,
0: okay. not Dobby. Dobby.
1: I, I apologize. <laughs> um, my uh, Harry Potter, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> my Harry Potter lore isn't on point. Um, but yeah, those are the two biggest things we got. I got a lot of wonderful feedback about the actual content. There are a lot of people excited to go on this um, guided journey, as I stated last time. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I have for you there. And now I'm going to have read here, read, no pun intended, the article or subsection of the article that we're going to be
0: covering today. Go ahead. All right. So what Max originally wanted to talk about versus what we're talking about today, he wanted to talk more, he wanted to get into more of the voter fraud and, and how that how that kind of happens and, and what you would see if there if there was voter fraud, which I mean wh- whether there was or not we're not here to, to make any claims uh, but right now what we want to talk about is how the Constitution act, what what it says on voting. So that there's not a lot like at all. So you may think that if you're 18 years old and if you're a citizen in the United States, you can vote for the president. That's not entirely true. So the Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, actually lays out the foundation of voting for the president. Article 1, no, Article 2, excuse me, Article 2, Section 1 states, Each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct, we'll talk about what that means, a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in the Congress. But no senator or representative or person holding an office of trust or profit under the United States shall be appointed an elector. So each of these electors get a vote. This is the Electoral College. And I think they're, what, 530-some? 530 ah, uh,
1: 535. Fun fact about Electoral College, America is the only nation in the history of the world ever to use an Electoral College. Everyone else, when they discuss democracy, they talk about every single individual citizen getting a vote. America breaks that down into different fashion, so we have our popular vote, and then our popular vote runs up to the electoral, and then they took a look at the popular votes, and then they vote based on that.
0: They both the uh, or they're supposed to at least. It depends. That's another thing. It depends on not uh, uh, state law too. I mean, there there can be laws that the state puts up that you know that electors have to follow, but we can get in that into that a little bit. Um. So the the Constitution actually, um, it provides a general framework for determining who wins the elections.
1: Well, it doesn't provide a framework for who wins. It provides a framework for how, how they can win. Yes.
0: Leading to who wins.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> so the framework is that it sets up the Electoral College. When you go and vote... Your vote doesn't directly count towards who will become president. When you go and vote and cast your ballot, you're voting to elect a slate of electors. And these electors get a vote as to who becomes the president. That's how you can get, um, like in 2016, Donald Trump won the presidency, but he didn't have the popular vote oh yeah that's how that's how that can be it happened it's happened multiple times it happened in 2016 2000 and three times in the 1800s
1: yeah and it's um it's caused a lot of controversy controversy in our great nation um there are a lot of people that disagree with the electoral college because quote unquote my vote doesn't count and (coughs) I've said that before. Um, I was uneducated at one point in my life. I was like, oh, my vote doesn't count when, in fact, it does. It just counts in a different manner.
0: Yeah, it goes towards the popular vote. So breaking it down into state power, the states have the authority to make laws on how the electors are to vote. I'm not a hundred percent sure what each state says, but it's it's something that per state is different. Yeah, it's um, it's
1: kind of like uh, gay marriage and cannabis. So before the federalists every state was allowed to make its own rules for everything that came across um and then that's why the federal government got the power that it did because there has to be some way to keep the states in communication and unionized um without everyone just going on about doing their own thing so you can't just walk into montana drag someone over and be like i challenge you to a duel and shoot him in cold blood <laughs> 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 you know and <clears throat> and that's why there's like federal crimes um, but a lot of things should be determined by state and I feel voting is one of those things um, because if it was federally mandated how voting can happen then no one would get a say and it would just be one step closer to a dictatorship or monarchy
0: and, then, and that's a big reason at least in my mind as to why they they gave so much power to the states, like we have one of if not the shortest constitutions in the world. It's and and that that primarily is because they they delegate a lot of the different tasks, the different uh, legislation type.
1: Uh, well, and that's why every state has to the state. its own constitution. And so, like, every state's constitution is like its own amendment to the federal constitution for that state's border. And I think that's a beautiful thing because that allows people different rights in different states. Like, I can go to Colorado and I can buy weed. I can't do that in this state. Um... It's not legal in California, but there's a bunch of help dens all over the place. I could go to California, I could shoot up as much heroin as I wanted, and uh, it's decriminalized, so whatever. Or Oregon, whatever state it is. Uh, Anyway. I think a lot of
0: states have that.
1: I don't love that. I mean, I I think um, treatment therapy and rehabilitation is a wonderful thing, but just...
0: Places where people can go and shoot up with clean needles and stuff.
1: Yeah, no. uh, Hepatitis is a wonderful scare factor for me not to do, like, heroin.
0: (laughs) 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 All right, let's get back into it. Article 2, Section 1. This follows what I previously read. The electors shall meet in their respective states and vote by ballot for two persons of whom one, at least, shall not be an inhabitant of the same state with themselves. And they shall make a list of all the persons voted for and of the number of votes for each. So, two. Two people, the number of votes for each. That's why you have to be, you have to have, you know, 270 votes. Yeah. Which list... They shall sign and certify and transmit, sealed, to the seat of the government of the United States, directed to the president wait, of wait, the Senate.
1: I, I apologize. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It says in the Constitution that it has to sign and certify. It says that in there. You just read that. Yes. Which means they have to have valid form of identification and they have to sign the ballot
0: this is for the electors yeah but yeah. that they that's, have to they have to certify their vote they have to sign it they have to enclose it and deliver it to the president of the senate which is the vice president
1: that's beautiful i love that cuz that's one of the biggest controversies with this last election was the signing and certifying of votes
0: yeah that was a big thing the president of the Senate shall, in the presence of the Senate and House of Representatives, open all the certif- certificates, and the votes shall then be counted, counting all of the electors' votes. So that's that's what happened on on the day of that uh, the Capitol riots,
1: uh, January sixth. Yes. Um, yeah, that was the uh, counting day. Um... <clears throat> So, it states in there that the votes have to be signed and certified, and it states in there that the vice president has to count them.
0: Yeah, he he will count the votes,
1: or she, he or she, yeah, or she. We have a female vice president now. We do. You have to be conscious about these things. You don't want to go uh, misgendering people.
0: <laughs> no, no, you don't. Not in today's world. <laughs> not in today's world.
1: Anyway, continue on, please.
0: The person having the greatest number of votes shall be the, shall be president if such number be a majority of the whole number of electors appointed. Again, that's the you have to have 270 votes, you have to have the majority. And if there be more than one who have such majority and have an equal number of votes, then the house of representatives shall immediately choose by ballot one of them for president and if no person have a majority then from the five highest on the list the said house shall in like manner choose the president
1: so if there's a tie the house gets to choose by vote and then if yep. the house can't vote then the top 5 people in the house will just dictate who's president is that am i understanding that correctly
0: let me see here. And if no person have a majority, then from the five highest on the list, the said House shall in like manner choose the president. So it's not it's not saying the five highest people in the House. It's saying the five highest on the list of candidates.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: I think this has actually happened before. And I'm, I can't remember exactly who who it was. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, First Burr, time it happened was... Hamilton,
1: and... Um, Aaron Burr, yes. It was those it happened.
0: Two. It happened with um, Burr.
1: And then I actually think it happened in the election after that with Jefferson. Jefferson, and yes.
0: I don't think it happened with Hamilton, actually. I don't know if it happened. I, I know it was Burr, and who, I remember reading Jefferson, too. I remember... Who ran against Burr? I thought Hamilton ran against Burr. I'd have to check.
1: Let me do some fact
0: checking. You do some fact checking. <laughs> so yes, you don't actually get a direct vote to decide the presidency. This is so, a this this is actually why America is not a full fledged democracy. Democracy is essentially mob rule. Yeah. The majority gets the win.
1: Well, and that's um, Democratic Republic. So, Republic being representation of the people, Democratic being the people get a say. Yeah. Um, That's how the Electoral College came to be. Um, And it was um, Aaron Burr, Thomas Jefferson, and John Adams. Really? Yes, it was those three. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was a three-way tie.
0: <clears throat> Jefferson,
1: Jefferson being Democratic Republican. Yep. Um, John Adams being Federalist, and I actually don't know what party Aaron Burr was for.
0: You didn't have to be a part of any party.
1: Okay. But yeah, so it was those three that ran, and that's where I, I think that was the first election that actually went that way.
0: That was contested when it got to the To
1: the counting bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty neat though. That was only the third or fourth election like ever yeah
0: yeah it yeah. was very early on so now to get more into the nitty gritty of what the states have the power to do which is a lot they have a lot of power when when it comes to the voting process
1: which is the way it should be um Government should be set up in a manner that you live in a town. Town has a right to make a city ordinance or village ordinance or whatever the heck you want to call it. And then it should move up to county and there be county laws, hence your county jail. And then your state law, which is where you're voting, your legalization of certain things, your banning of certain things, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm a firm believer that the federal government should only be there for um, the State Department, the... IRS, the Federal Treasury, and uh, State Aid.
0: And it's kind of that way. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> but now you've got all these different agencies and, and different departments making laws. Yeah, the alphabet boys. Yes. <laughs> alphabet <laughs> agencies.
1: <laughs> the ATF, the uh, D. Yeah, Drug Enforcement Agency, I yeah. DEA. Yeah, the the DEA, ATF, FBI, CIA, NSA.
0: Um. But another another thing to keep in mind is that states cannot they cannot make laws that are more loose than what the
1: Constitution federal, says. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is why those state constitutions I say are like amendments to the actual Constitution. Because they're not allowed to change what the Constitution says. They're They're just just allowed allowed to add things and um, uh, dictate more precisely what exactly the Constitution says in their interpretation of it.
0: They're allowed to be more restrictive.
1: Yes. Um, Which is why you're allowed to buy a tank in the state of Texas and not Massachusetts. Um, As long as it's... It's legal through the state of Texas. It's illegal to own a tank in Massachusetts.
0: What do you want? Like an actively operational tank?
1: Uh, if you have the um, uh, federal license, the state of Texas, you can have a armed tank. Um, okay, all right. A standard civilian can own an um, unarmed or disarmed tank in the state of Texas. Hmm. Yeah. It just can't be driven on um, uh, highways or interstates, state highways or interstates. (laughs) Heck yeah. Yeah, but I mean, so like state state constitutions are really cool because they allow you the right to do things like that. If you don't like the laws in the state you're in, you can move to the next one or five over and there's different laws. There's different things you're allowed to do, blah, 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 which is really freaking cool. Um, But we came here to discuss voting and how voting works in different states. So what have you got for us?
0: So, like I've said before, states make the laws surrounding the process of voting. So how you vote in your state, municipality, what have you, that's dictated by the process that the state has, has put forth. Uh, the electors are also appointed based on what the state's requirements are. There's nothing in the Constitution that says electors have to be appointed in this way. That's up to the states to decide.
1: It also doesn't give a age um, restriction in the Constitution?
0: There is an age restriction in one of the amendments. The... 19th, if I'm not mis let me take a look I said
1: here. 19th it was prohibition.
0: Prohibition. No, I think. And that might be. I'm gonna have to double check, fact-check myself.
1: I'm I'm gonna double blind fact-check you here. Alright, so we are looking up which amendment um allows for the
0: Yeah, the original Bill of Rights was a lot earlier than um, most of the other ones. The 19th has to do with um,
1: suffrage, actually.
0: The suffrage act?
1: Yeah. The rights of the citizen shall not be abridged or restricted by sex.
0: Women's rights. Regarding voting.
1: Is that what it is? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is. It is recur, re- regarding voting. Yes, it is. I don't know if it has anything to do with age, but it has to do with the right for women. No, to
0: vote. there there is one in there about age, though. <coughs> the.
1: I mean, does it state that you have to be eighteen years? Yes. Okay. All right.
0: It um it it establishes that you must be eighteen to vote, and that you must be a citizen to vote.
1: Yeah, because you do have to be a citizen. Um, that's that's well, what. Well.
0: <laughs> in so most states
1: nowadays at least
0: it wasn't the 19th
1: uh, no not that I've seen um, maybe you can find something different than I can dig a little deeper Um, I don't know while he's looking this up um, I'm just going to ramble on about uh, some stuff so the uh, voting that I mean we're used to today is um, electronical blah 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 which is pretty neat, but it didn't always start that way. Originally, it was um, horse and buggy carrying envelopes to the vice president at Congress to count stuff out. Um, and I honestly think we should go back to paper and certified people to carry said papers to the vice president at Congress. Because it offers a lot less um, area for error. You got anything I Reed? Not quite yet. You're the worst. What if it doesn't say anything about age? No, it does. Oh. What if it doesn't say anything about being a citizen? It does. Are you there?
0: Not yet. Then
1: how do you know that it does?
0: Because I've read it.
1: Where? When? How long ago? A a while ago, actually. Like four years ago? Five years ago? Something like that. Seven years ago. Probably six. I graduated six years ago and it was a senior year class.
0: 18 was <clears throat> the prohibition.
1: 18. I, I was closer than you. Ah, uh, no, you were dead on with what you said. Almost. And then 21 was the abolition of prohibition because people need booze. All right, so let's just say that it is 18 and you do have to be a citizen. So what does that mean for these states that have passed laws that say um, you don't need to provide documentation to prove that you are a citizen and to vote? What does that mean for them? They're not abiding by the Constitution. They've made a less restrictive law than the Constitution states, which is unconstitutional. Which could also be considered as treasonous.
0: <laughs> there, there's a uh, there's a part in the Constitution that says that any law that's passed that goes against the Constitution is notwithstanding. standing. Means that it doesn't it doesn't yeah, apply. Yeah, null and void. Yeah, um, null and void was used by one of the uh, uh, Supreme Court judges during a case. I can't exactly remember what case it was, but in it, that's actually in the Constitution that any law that goes against what the Constitution says is notwithstanding. So, so what does that mean? What can the people do about that? You have to petition.
1: You have to petition to stop an unconstitutional law? For
0: a redress of grievances.
1: Okay. And that is?
0: Whatever your grievance may be.
1: Oh, and then you just... uh, They handle it at state legislature or whatever, and um, either...
0: Yeah, if you have an issue with something, you have the right to petition for redress of grievances. That's the First Amendment. Okay. And that shall not be infringed upon. (laughs)
1: So if you have a problem with one of your state's laws and it uh, goes against the Constitution of the United States of America.
0: Well, you probably take it up with the state at first. If the state doesn't fix it, then you can get it appealed to. a um,
1: Circuit court and then your state Supreme Court. and then, uh,
0: Well, one, once, you, once you get up high enough, you're going to have to appeal it to the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah. And what, whatever decision they make on it. Is law. Is, is now the law of the land. SCOTUS. Love those guys. So and gals. and gals. And gals. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. I'm, I'm all-inclusive. You know this. Dude. Amendment 26. Okay. Section 1. The right of citizens of the United States who are 18 years of age or older to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of age.
1: Hold on. I actually, my, my eyes are welling up right now because the first line of that says citizens of the United States. That means these states where they're not requiring identification for people to vote are being unconstitutional. Yeah. They're breaking the law. The law of the land.
0: You have, you. Now, it doesn't state in there you must present... Identification. No, but the fact is, the fact is, you have to be a citizen. How do you prove that you're a citizen?
1: With your identification, or I mean, like a a SSN or an ITIN, or yeah, an ITIN uh, individual tax identification number, um, which is normally for um, immigrants, but people in transition to becoming citizens or who have become citizens may still have an ITIN number. Um. But wow, that is actually one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard because I'm watching the news, listening to radios, all this stuff you hear nowadays. They're talking about changing the law to make it that identification isn't required or that um, age might be put down to 16 or 17, whatever the heck they're talking about.
0: And it's something that it's, it's in a gray zone. It's kind of in a gray zone because the constitution says you have to be a citizen, but there's nothing in there that says you have to provide identification. And again, that would be up to the states to decide. But you still have to be a citizen. So how do you prove that? The burden of proof lies on whose shoulders? The citizen or the state? Who who's going to be held accountable? If if there are you know a bunch of mass voters that don't have citizenship and then later we find out about it who's who's going to be responsible for that discrepancy
1: yeah i mean and also in that case would there be a complete redraw or what would happen because i don't think that's ever happened in the history of the us
0: no and i think that's something that that trump was going for in these uh in these lawsuits, yeah, that, and his, that he was the pursuing was stolen from me. I think that's I think that's a big thing that he was he was trying to go after. Um, another was mail-in ballots, and mail-in ballots have been used for a long time. I
1: mean, technically, the original ballots were mail-in ballots because they be <laughs> yeah yeah you, you, you can't send back, yeah. but and I don't have a problem with that, but. I do feel somebody certified should be the person carrying said ballots. There has to be some form of accountability there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it leaves A, too much room for error, and B, uh, just a lot of room for um, unjust, unconstitutional things to be done in the time that it leaves your house to the time that it gets to wherever it has to go.
0: Yeah, especially if there's malicious intent involved. If somebody can't stand the, you know, the idea of Trump being president again or if somebody can't stand the idea of Biden yeah. taking office, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put it past some people to literally go through that mail, find the ballots for whoever they don't want to be president and throw them out.
1: Right. And it, it would be that easy for anyone. I mean, whether it be a mail courier or a election booth worker or whatever, you know, it would be that easy. And just throw it in a random gas station garbage bin because no one's going to look in there for it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, it's it's kind of a gray zone when it comes to uh, voting and then whether people have to provide identification or not, which I, I believe personally you should because you do have to be a citizen.
1: Wouldn't um voter tampering be considered treason because it's a crime against your nation I, i know it's a really gray area but the definition of treason is the crime of betraying one's country especially in the attempt to kill the sovereign or overthrow the government Voter fraud is technically overthrowing. It'd be,
0: it'd be a subversive method to overthrowing the government, in, in a way. And treason is the only crime. That's established by the Constitution. And it
1: states that the penalty for a high enough act of treason is the death penalty. Not just, you know, food for thought.
0: But how do you prove it, though?
1: Yeah, that is a really hard thing to um, figure. But I mean,
0: and who knows? Maybe there was some sort of um, election fraud that went that went on this past uh, session. Maybe there was. The problem is you have to you have to be able to prove it. Yeah, and, and I... there's no definite way to prove it.
1: I may sound like I don't
0: – I do give
1: a damn, especially about this country, and that's why we're doing this. Um, but I don't care who's president, and I'm not trying to say it doesn't matter. I'm not saying blah, blah, blah. How much can they really mess up? And yes, I my heart bleeds for the people who have lost their jobs on Keystone. Um, it's really sad for uh, women's sports um, – I'm going to be really sad about that because women shouldn't have to compete against men in a sport that's been theirs for however long it's been theirs. Um, and that goes against women's rights. But
0: um, How dare you assume <clears throat> their gender? Stop. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> no, but I, I agree with you.
1: Genetically, they are different. Just on a physiological Sci-
0: Scientifically, yes, they are different.
1: Um. <clears throat> But they're not going to destroy democracy. At least, I, I think they won't. And they being a blanket <laughs> term for anyone who gets in the way of uh, the people's rights. I feel like it'll be very hard for them to destroy democracy in their two-year, four-year, or six-year uh, stents that they get in office.
0: You're talking about all, <clears throat> all of government. All of government, yes.
1: Um, uh, Senators, representatives, and presidents. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, I don't know if cabinet members have any say in what
0: goes on or whatever, but those guys too. They highly influence what the president does.
1: Okay, so yeah, I don't think that those people can mess up that much because the the people of the country are going to see something bad is happening and fix it
0: eventually. Well, there's been bad things happening for years I mean, for, and, and <laughs> for 200 and some change years. And how much of the citizens actually stepped up and done anything about it? I mean, there are your specific groups like, hey, hey,
1: hey, there was some guy who threw a clot of mud at a British sh- soldier. He, he, he stepped up and he did something about it
0: and he got shot.
1: Yeah. And you know what that did? started the Revolutionary War. Come on, man. <laughs> um, but I mean... I also
0: have a book on that, too.
1: Yeah, voting voting is a beautiful thing because we can vote someone not great into office. And a, we being everyone, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Every country makes mistakes. And I'm not saying anyone going into office is a mistake. But there have been... Times in the past, times in the present, there will be times in the future when a quote unquote bad apple will get into office, will mess up some things, but in the next election cycle, it'll get fixed. And that's hopefully. But we see this a lot where it's either four years of Democrats and then four years of Republicans, or eight years of Democrats and then eight years of Republicans. So like it's it's this power shift of back and forth, it's a
0: pendulum. And it's been this way for a hundred years. So after the Obama administration, the Republicans had a majority. Yeah. And they also had a Republican president. Yeah. And they still tiptoed around a bunch of issues. Republicans, when they have power, they get real squishy. They don't they don't actually do what what they claim they want to do when they don't have power. I think that they like being the minority because then they can go out and they just, you know, if we had power shout from the rooftops, this is what we would do. Yeah. You know, (laughs) if we had power, we would stop absolutely everything. We would overturn this. And then when they do have power, they just sit back and they don't do anything. It's like
1: that guy who's all talk at the bar. Oh yeah. He's in your face. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to, I'm going to kick your hind end, whatever. And, you're like, all right, let's go outside. It's like, ah, you know what? <laughs> You're not worth it. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I mean, and I mean that that might be true. I don't quite know, but I mean, we we have seen that in the past, and we'll see it in the future. Where it's a paradigm shift every four or eight years, the power is going to go into the opposite hands because we can't. America is like a fence, and our two party system is either side of the fence, and the citizens just balance on the fence. And then when they start to get pulled down or start to lean too far one way, they, they shift the other way, you know. And it's it's that balance that that keeps it so one party isn't in power and it doesn't become a dictatorship or monarchy or communist, what have you. I don't know what the, you call a communist country, but a communist country. Um, but yeah, so I
0: mean, the the voting... when it comes to voting it it isn't a very a very essential part of an american's duty no your vote doesn't exactly count directly towards who's going to become president but it contributes to who gets elected yeah to vote for the president. So it, it is a very important thing for you to do.
1: And I think that's a really big misconception because people hear, they in the compound sentence you just brought up, you said voting doesn't count in the way. The, the thing people take away from that is my vote doesn't count. No, it definitely does.
0: They, they don't
1: hear the final part of that sentence about that electoral college and how your vote puts that elector up that's going to make the vote that does count.
0: Because if you don't vote, then it's all going to be the other side's exactly. electors being yeah. being appointed to elect. And I mean, the like, president
1: when I was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, I was like,, oh, I'm not gonna vote. my vote doesn't count. And then I got old enough to vote, and I read a little bit on voting, and I was like, oh, my vote does count. yeah, so i'm I'm definitely gonna go vote. Um, and it, it I don't care who you vote for. I really don't. just go do it you know we we have civil rights we have civil liberties and a, along with that comes responsibility and duty
0: then i don't know how many people actually believe that there's a lot of people that say that but i don't know how many people actually believe it what do you mean as an american citizen yes you have the freedom to do just about whatever you want okay as long as it doesn't harm anyone else, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You have those freedoms because there were people who stood up against the tyrannical government and gave them to you. Okay? Now, when we're talking about issues like voting, okay, you have the right to vote. It is your duty as an American citizen to go vote. If you believe that one of those people in office are going to do better than the other, you have the right to keep and bear arms. One of the, I think that one of the biggest reasons that we have so much more gun control nowadays is because people did not exercise that right. They did not perform the duty that they had been inherited to keep and bear arms. If every citizen went out there and was carrying a freaking long gun, <laughs> it would just be be a normal thing.
1: Well, yeah, like you see um at the 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 rallies for gun rights at state capitals, all those guys, uh the the three percenters that are tacked up with their vests AR-15s and AR fifteens and AR tens and
0: all AKs that stuff. and whatever. If if everyone did that, it wouldn't be weird. Well, that's the thing. Is now you see those things, and everybody's scared of these guys that are carrying guns around. It's like that's what happened. But I mean, back but, in back in the day, people would just tote their guns around with them because they freaking could. Well, seventy years ago, you'd take your gun on the freaking school
1: bus with you. Hey, I'm going pheasant hunting hunting with Jimmy after school, and your keep bus it driver. In your locker. Yeah, or, or even your bus driver hold on to it for you for the day. He'd drop you off at Jimmy's house. You go pheasant hunting. Your mom pick you up, or your dad pick you up on his way home from work, or whatever, and. Or you walk home at the end of the day and hitch a ride with some random guy who's got a a beat truck flatbed,
0: you know, like it's, it's something that people have just let go. And that's why when, when people like you and I, we say that it's your duty to exercise your rights. It is very, very essential for a free nation to do that because if you don't exercise your rights, they can be encroached upon without you noticing. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't accept you don't exercise your rights every day.
1: you know, if you infringe on my rights 13 or 14 more times, I'm gonna do something.
0: It gets brought up in conversations. yeah. and that's as far as it goes.
1: Well, that's so right now is a very delicate time. A lot of people are afraid to say certain things on on the backlash they're gonna get or whatever. And you shouldn't be afraid to say anything except for terroristic threats, um, because that's like a big deal. Um, don't go around saying I'm going to murder your family, I'm going to bomb your house, I'm going to rape your kids. That's messed up. Yeah,
0: don't. no, there's there's a difference between free speech and threats.
1: But I I can I can definitely say, hey, I don't like that, and I'm not yeah. I'm not breaking any laws. No, but a lot of people think that that's that hate speech.
0: That's another topic we're going to have to get into a different yeah a different when, day, when we when actually. we kind of go over the first Amendment,
1: but so like the 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 rights and liberties because I honestly feel like voting is kind of a right along with a duty there are there are over two hundred countries on the world right
0: on the world
1: <laughs> <laughs> I apologize uh, this wonderful planet has over two hundred countries that are established. <laughs> Um, and I don't know how many have the right to vote, but there are a lot of, um, parliament systems where they make decisions for you and appoint who will be the, um, the ruling class, the the ruling individual or individuals. There are quite a few dictatorships. There are quite a few, um, I mean, I can't specifically think of another country, like, except for Canada,
0: that do they run off a parliamentary system?
1: They have a parliament system, but they also have a voting system. Okay, um, so like they get to vote for their representatives, and the representatives appoint their um, uh, prime minister. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm.
0: I'm, I'm that's actually that's actually kind of how uh, the Articles of Confederation worked. Really? Yeah. So you would you would vote for your representing individuals, and then they would. Choose who's going to be the the leading class.
1: You know, actually, at the time that would make sense because we did come out of a parliament system.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> everybody back then was so used to it that when it when we went to this new system of voting that we have today, yeah, it was, it was such a big change.
1: Yeah. Um. But so, like, just go out and vote because it's it's your responsibility and your right. Yeah. And, and your duty. It's all three of those things.
0: One other thing I want to mention is I, I've i been in conversations with, with I mean, Republicans and conservatives and stuff about, about the voting issue. And one big thing that they always say, almost all of them, they say, you need to go out and vote for this person. And if you don't, then you don't have the right to complain. I think that that's bull. Now, if I don't like either candidate, I'm not going to vote for them. I don't want to put my vote towards someone I don't like and that I don't think that is going to do a good job.
1: Let me speak on this really quick. So last election, you know, our options were Joe Biden or uh, uh, Donald Trump. His name slipped to me for a minute. Um, And so when the first... Uh, caucus ballot came out to decide which two Were going to be the primaries you know mm-hmm. um, I looked At their two names at the top and I was like I don't really like either of these options And so I voted for an independent And I, I don't want anyone to like change Their views about me whatever you know I'm I'm still your friendly neighborhood uh, White Christian cisgendered male whatever <laughs> um, But I voted for an independent And she was a woman and whatever but, like, there there are other options. I mean, if, if you don't like the two, there are other options. You just have to go out and do it earlier when the caucus comes around.
0: Yeah, because that's what determines who is going to be nominated for your party. And the way that the Republican-Democrat um, system works now, this, this two-party system, is that if you run as an independent... Your chances of winning are slim to none. Just, well, because, just because there's there's not a lot of support behind – you don't have a name to back up.
1: And that's why uh, Donald Trump ran uh, Republican.
0: He wanted to – yeah, he came out and said that he wanted to run, run, independent. As, run as an independent.
1: But he wouldn't have anyone to back him. He wouldn't have the GOP on his side. Exactly. Um, but he even said in – I don't remember what year it was, but he was on Oprah Winfrey. And he was like, you know, if I ever ran for president, I would run as a Republican because – that's the side that would believe me, and they would side with me. And I, I if you think that goes to speak for his character or whatever, <laughs> I don't care. But if I ever ran for president, I would also run Republican, and it's not because either or, or whatever. You know, I would, I wouldn't only go to the union cities, or I wouldn't only go to the farmers' conventions. I I would go to the projects and whatever. You know, because. Everyone deserves a say. Everyone. Everyone should go out and vote. And the two-party system sucks.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's why when I talk to these people who say that, you know, if you don't vote, you, you don't get the right to, to complain. I always tell them not voting makes just as much of a statement as voting. Yeah, it does. I... I don't want either to be president, so I'm not going to vote for either.
1: Well, yeah, if it's if it's your right and your responsibility, not doing it says a
0: lot. It should say more than voting does. Yeah. Because you can easily just, you know what, screw it. I'm gonna vote for, you know, Biden this time. Yeah. You can just as easily just go in and, and throw your, you know, throw your vote out there. But if you don't, if you if you purposely don't vote. For the sake that you don't like either candidate. That should make. A, a bigger statement. Than voting for either party. Well yeah but with the electoral college. It doesn't. Um,
1: <clears throat> that doesn't make as much sense. Because your actual representatives. Aren't going to see that you did or didn't. Vote for blah blah blah. You know what I mean. So like your your peers aren't going to know. Unless you go out and say hey
0: I didn't vote. Because both of these people suck they're both that's usually what happens. I mean, yeah. Because everybody asks, well, "Who did you vote for?" Oh, and it, it or that, you get into the group of people talking about, "Oh yeah, we all voted for Trump and and they ask you or or, you know, they they mention you or something. They might assume you voted for someone." Yeah. Just say, no, "I didn't vote for anybody." Yeah. I don't like either of them. Well,
1: then you you get that look though. That you that, didn't vote.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like being being an individual Go back to that individual stuff there. Yeah, Being that individual that, you know, believes that your rights need to be exercised on a daily basis. Okay. Not voting should make a huge statement and it's not a negative one either. It shouldn't be viewed as a, as a negative action because if if I just vote for somebody because, oh, that's my party. I'm gonna vote for them. What statement does that make? Do you know what their policies are? Do you know what their plan is? No, most people don't. Most people don't actually go to these people's uh, websites. They don't actually look up what these people.
1: Or their rallies, or even listen yeah. to them in interviews. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. no,
0: they don't. They don't even really listen, read, or or educate themselves on what this person believes. And what they will try to do in office. They just vote because, you know, I'm, I'm voting straight down the line Republican because that's that's who I am and that's how I vote. That's wrong.
1: Well, not so, um, I mean, you see this in states all over the place. There are uh, a lot of like farming communities are red and a lot of cities are blue. Yeah, that's the way it goes almost everywhere. I mean, even in California, you can see that we're like L.A.'s blue and the rest of the state's red or whatever. Or yeah. All of the coast is blue and all the inlands are red and whatever. Um, <clears throat> but like representation goes off of the people or the, the population density, I guess, is the better word. And so like in California, I, I don't know how many people are in L.A., but it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, Those people are going to be represented more so than the people who live out in the country because the population density is significantly higher. No more people live there. Yeah. And I think think that's wrong. Um, Because you're allotted the number of electoral votes as you have congressional districts in your state.
0: Yes. Um not not particularly because each state has two senators. Only allowed two senators.
1: Yeah, but you you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. So but a big portion comes from the number of representatives your state is allowed.
1: The 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 representation by state I feel should go by congressional districts. Um, as as compared to um, just the population density in electing voters based on who voted what in that state on a percentage. Okay. Um, because every every district has a different need. Every district has a different um, so like gross domestic product, uh, we think of that largely in like a, a entire country economic scale. We don't think of it very much as like a um state or district scale. <clears throat> So, like, what I would like to see on a state level is them going, oh, District 3 is a lot of uh, re- Republican coal miners and timber workers and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so there should be a Republican elector, blah, whatever. I,
0: I'm still you're, not— you're saying, you're saying that you think that electors should be elected at the district level? Yes, instead of Instead of state, of state level. Yeah. I'm not – we can look into that too because I'm not sure states are the ones who get to decide how that works. Yeah, I know. And and, that, and I'm not sure if there are states that do that. There might be. Because, I mean, like, that's
1: – in my humble opinion, which doesn't count for much, um, but in my humble opinion, that's the best way that that would work because that would be the – the right amount of representation as compared to let's say there's 65 million residents in California. Now let's say 40 million of them live in the 20 square mile area that is LA and surrounding areas. That means two-third of the representation is going to go to that 20 square mile area when there's still 7,400 square miles of state that count. Okay. So like pop,
0: population density shouldn't
1: I don't know the best way to word this, but I've I've already said it like three times. Yeah.
0: I guess I'm not I'm not quite So you're you're saying based on voters per district that's that's who should be elected elected as an elector. Yeah. So the instead of on a state level we should do
1: it by district level. I just think it offers a better form of representation for the people Um, because we can see districts. So, like, we live in a blue district because of uh, Duluth. Um, We live 80 miles from Duluth. But we are still represented by the same people. I mean, how many people do you know personally that go to Duluth to go to work every day?
0: I know a couple of people that live in Duluth that work there, but okay. that's it.
1: That's it. Now, how many people do you know? A lot. A lot. Like in the thousands, right? Just as a member of the community or whatever.
0: Um, yeah. Specifically because um, of my job. But yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but, well, like I'm, I'm not even trying to pull your job in. I'm just saying like as a member of the community, you see, you know, walking through Walmart in our town, you see 1,100 people. Yeah. Whatever. Like, and not all of those people you could walk up to and have a conversation with, but you have something in common with all of those people, and it's you shop at this Walmart. Mm-hmm. You're not going up to uh, Super One or whatever in Duluth to get your groceries. True. You might go to Super One in Grand Rapids, whatever, but. representation should be done by district because it would be a more accurate representation of the people. This is a nation of the people, for the people, by the people.
0: Yeah, like I said, I'd have to do more research into how that works at the state level. And you would actually have to do research on each state because each state is going to be different. Most... Most people who vote in those, like, rural counties, the rural districts, I mean, I I, the way that I think, I believe that they are represented, just based on your vote goes towards the slate of electors. You have electors for each party, and when you vote, you vote to vote that party in to vote for the president. Yeah. So no matter where you live, your vote's going to count towards one slate or another. Democrat, Republican. So either either way, no matter where you live, your vote is going to is is going to count towards which slate is is yeah. elected, and and I and like I understand what you're saying, but if you go by congressional district, then the like okay, say you have a certain number of electors per district or whatever per district, and just based on what color that district is, that's what the elector is going to be. I think that the that the larger cities would be at a disadvantage because there, there are a lot more uh, red rural districts. If you think about it, like you saw, you saw the map, right? You saw the map of, of the uh, no, actually, 2020 now elections.
1: That, now that you stated that way, I am just being biased. I'm sorry. Um, because, <laughs> well, no, cause I feel like we're misrepresented because the larger cities have yes. more people. Yes. But I, I forget to realize that the, Normally they fall under one district. Yeah, where there's like five or six red districts in a state, there's only one blue district for that major city. Yeah, it's city. just
0: that there's a lot of people that live there. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so if
0: you if you if you had electors based upon what color that district is, then I think that the that the cities in yeah. those con- they would uh, be states they would be misrepresented. All right. So I I think that,
1: the <laughs> no, you're no, now that I think about it, it's, it's a lot more fair in my mind
0: um, now that, now that you actually think about it like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I didn't realize how biased I was being in what I was saying. And that's actually, I, I mean, before we started this, um, I said that I'm going to come to you as an uneducated person. I'm going to have you educate me. Yeah. And that's, that, that's a really solid, like, uh,
0: Analysis of how it works.
1: Yeah, and that's a really good analogy for how. um, Well, we stated this episode was going to go. I was going to come to you with stuff and be like, "Hey, no, this doesn't make sense. Make it make sense." And it, you, you did.
0: Um, Well, I mean, that's just me thinking too. I mean, yeah, thank you. Like, like I said, I don't know. I don't know exactly how things work in each state, and I don't really have the time to be going to you know each state's website. And learning about each process. Oh, I know. I know. And oh. we also didn't have the time to go over election fraud. You know, that's such a big, you know, huge array of crap that we just don't have time to even research. I mean, but we, we did. The, the amendment
1: does state specifically that you have to be a citizen who is 18 years old to vote.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of touched on it just a little bit. Now, for both of those things, you have to
1: prove that you are one or the other or both. Which states you have to bring some form of identification. Now, whether it be a birth certificate or an ID or whatever, I, I the student ID, you know, for college. I know. There are 16-year-olds in college.
0: Yeah. But, no, like, but I, I agree with you on that. Is You should have some sort of way to prove that, that you're old enough and that you're a citizen. To vote. Which is
1: actually the the main thing I wanted to touch on on this episode. Um, because, because of the news and because they're talking about either A, lowering the voting age or B, not requiring an identification or whatever. And it, the, the frontal cortex isn't developed until you're 25. When you're a guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Women, it's more around 20 to 22.
1: Yeah. But so why would you allow someone to make a decision that can have an impact on every other American 10 years before that or even nine years before that
0: are you a citizen yeah I think the age part is is neither here nor there because how many people do you know now that actually look into who they're they're voting for this goes back to the issue of I'm, I'm just going to vote Republican <clears throat> because I'm a Republican. I mean, Do, so. I, basically, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of people out there that make uneducated votes. Based on their party. Based on their party. What's the difference between having someone 16, 15, 14 vote if they're you know just as uneducated as the rest?
1: Yeah. Well, so, like, um, you and I have a lot of the same friends, yeah. but then we also have a lot of friends that aren't the same. Um, I mean, every example that you've brought up today has been Republican, 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 and I'm not trying to bash you or whatever, but you have a lot of Republican friends. Yes. Um, where I have a very mixed group of friends, <clears throat> some Republicans, some Democrats, and then I specifically follow, like, some content creators and celebrities that are wholeheartedly entirely like uh, leftist democrat liberal whatever you want to call it um for the sole purpose of not just having like one example Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: like we both have this one mutual friend i won't name drop him but he got really mad about this last election and all of the people that we know that voted for trump and i understand his rage because um, it it was kind of like blind rage, which I, I don't condone it, but I understand it. I do get where he was coming from. He wasn't happy about a thing that happened because people were uneducated, I guess, about it. Or at least he thought. And that's okay. That's 100% okay. Um, And I, I was one of the people he thought he was going to be mad at. I was like, well, why do you think that? And he goes, well, I know where you stand on this. And I go, no, you don't. And after, like, a four and a half hour conversation, he was like, oh, I, I didn't know you felt that way. And I was like, a lot of people don't. Yeah, because, frankly, it's none of your business. Um, and this kind of goes against all of that because now I'm putting all of my, like, political views out. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trying to do it without, like, <clears throat> ah, whatever. Um. My political views shouldn't matter to you for us to be friends. Yeah, they shouldn't sway how intellectual you think I am. Hmm. Um. They, whatever. It just shouldn't change stuff like that. Because it it doesn't matter for someone to be friends. Who you vote for doesn't matter. Well, oh, it should. It shouldn't. It 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 does in a lot of cases, but it shouldn't. Yeah. And this friend that I was referring to earlier is a very good example of that. He lost a lot of friends over it. But the 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 point I was trying to get to in this, which I've forgotten already, <laughs> um is lost to me. And I will come back to it as soon as I remember. I don't remember where I started this tangent. It was relevant. It was in it,
0: it was about Um, Friends. Their political views affecting. No, you you said something at the
1: beginning of this, and now it's gone. Hmm. Like, gone, gone. Yeah. (laughs) God, we did this.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: It was a fun time.
0: That's good. So, I mean, I've said basically all I'm going to say on... Voting, just a quick recap, voting, you don't vote for the president yourself. You vote to elect a slate of electors, and then they vote for the president. There's a certain way that the Constitution prescribes that that process is done. And, you know, it's right there, Article 2, Section 1. And then everything else is legislated by the states. We can get into more of the voting history, if that's what people want. Like, rights have come a long way since the very beginning. Um, you know, like, the original people who were able to vote were white males who owned land. I mean, it's come a long way since then. And, like you were saying, uh, you read off the 19th Amendment. Yeah. That... Basically gives everybody, no matter what their, you know, race, you know, the color of their skin, what, what uh, gender they are, the ability to vote. Yeah. I mean, we, we can kind of get into that if people really want to. I don't know if it's necessary. I remember where I was going now. Okay, where were you going? Education. Education, yeah. Uh,
1: study who you're voting for. That's, um. so this friend was mad at me. And all of his friends, because they didn't read about who they were voting for. Don't just walk in and vote for the person in your party. It's wrong. It's very, very wrong. And it is a misrepresentation. Absolutely. Study their uh, their policies, their platform, their... Their beliefs. Yeah, their primary gripe they have. Because... If- a lot of people run with uh the basis of fixing one major problem and then a bunch of minor problems and that one major problem is the thing that resonates with most people and i feel that is wrong
0: because then they, they just they just campaign on that one big thing hoping to get yeah a big yeah. slew of, of voters based on that one problem
1: yeah so uh study who you're who you're voting for study who you are going to vote for or whatever that's all I had to say about that was because an educated choice is much better than just a choice
0: yeah and that and that's kind of where I was going with the whole voting age thing yeah is if people are already uneducated on who they're voting for then why would it matter if if no, a 14 year old votes yeah I guess you're right I think that mm, I I think that you should definitely study up on who you're voting for before you vote for them. And if you don't like either candidate and what they stand for and what they want to do, then don't vote for anyone. Or vote an in independent. Vote an in independent in, in, in the primaries because... There,
1: there are options. I mean, there's not hundreds or thousands or whatever, but like... So I, this last election, I'll just go ahead with it. Um This last election, I didn't like either voting for Trump or voting for Biden. So in the primaries, I voted for Tulsi Gabbard. And there are a few things that I disagreed with on her, but I, a lot of the major policy things I did agree with. And as an independent, you know, and I'm honestly more of an independent than I am either Democrat or Republican. um, I sit somewhere kind of in the middle, but very much so capitalist. Um... <clears throat> There, there are other options than just your two that it says at the top. There's always the write-in. You can always write in Kanye or whatever. I, I don't care. You just you have other options. Um, well, and that's why... But make sure it's an educated choice. And then when someone disagrees with you in the future, you have the opportunity to either A, educate them,
0: or B, provide a valid argument. And that's why voting in your primaries is so important too. Yeah, that's because if you if you don't like Donald Trump or Joe Biden, that's when you decide the people decide who's going to be the primary candidate for their party. There are other people out there, and that's what Max is trying to get after: is there are other people out there that can be nominated, and now you're voting for just just to throw names out there. You're voting them for. Ron Paul or you're you're voting for you know, whoever. But that's something that people have to do. Freaking Bernie, bro. Yeah, if you if if, if the liberals and people on the left want to vote for Bernie, vote him in the primary. Vote, vote him in to be the nominated candidate for that party. Yeah. And I I'm not saying all of this stuff. Just to the people who view pol- politics the same way I do, more right-leaning, Republican, yeah. conservative. I'm saying this to people on the left, too. People yeah. who are Democrats, do your research. Know who you're voting for. I I didn't vote because I, I I wasn't a huge fan of Trump. Some things he did that I agreed with and some he didn't. Hey, look. Two people that
1: the the majority is going to view as conservatives didn't vote for Trump. Can I just get a high five? (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, both sides of the spectrum, both sides of the aisle, just do your research on who you're voting for, become familiar with what they want to do, what their beliefs are, and then make your decision. I'm not trying to tell anybody how to vote. I'm not trying to say vote for Trump or vote for Biden or vote for, you know, so and so. I'm just saying this country would be so much better off if people would actually do their research on the people that they vote for. And this doesn't just go for president either. This also goes for your senators, your state representatives,
1: sheriffs, county commissioners, mayors, everyone and start small. Start small.
0: Um, if you, if you want to
1: make... Your, your mayor will sit down and have a conversation with you if you invite him to dinner, nine times out of ten, if you live in a small town.
0: Bigger cities, it's a little harder. You, you I mean, there are people that go out and they have meetings with their representatives. Yeah. you, you Send them a letter and say, hey, I want to I have a meeting. You know, I want to sit down with you and, and buy you dinner. There are people that do that, and, and your representatives will do that. So, just do your research before you vote, and I think this country would be
1: a lot better off. You know, we didn't actually hit a lot on like the, the state voting thing, um, but we got the big constitutional bit out of the way. And I feel like this, um, this episode actually is going to have a little bit more of an impact than just educating people on what the constitution or state constitutions say.
0: <sighs> It's I think this one's a little bit more thought provoking, especially with the, the little bit like when you think about Yeah, I think our electors should be divvied out by district rather than vote.
1: Definitely thought provoking for me. Cause like I, I honestly I was just having a biased view because I'm misrepresented. Or I'm not misrepresented, but I felt that I was. So like when you brought that, that was solid. Um now some shameless plugs. All right. Uh, Follow our Instagram at Liberty Brothers Podcast. Follow our Facebook at Say No to Gun Control. It's still up. They're still letting us have it. So go follow it. I put the podcast uh, episode in there.
0: And we will continue to do so.
1: Yeah. We're still working on getting this on Apple. Um,
0: It should be on a few more platforms than just Spotify now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm actually working with like a professional website team to like get that thing up and running. So just be patient; we're coming.
0: Yeah, and we do want feedback. We we want to hear all the criticism that we can get because it's just more ways that we can improve. Um, we also want ideas. Yeah. So if you have something that that really really. Is, is like a, is like a forefront thought in your mind let us know about it and we will we'll do a podcast on it
1: well like the one person I had you read the the testimonial from before we actually started this yeah um like they actually brought up a really good point that they're uneducated in specific parts but what Reed just stated if there's anything specific you want to know message me on Facebook message him on Facebook or Follow our Instagram and send a DM there. Whatever, we'll we'll do an episode on it. We'll leave you anonymous or we'll say your name. It doesn't matter. Just we're here to educate and to learn
0: along with you. And and I want to hit that point again, like we did in the last episode as well. Is we're still learning. We are we are still reading. We are still watching the news. We are still uh, watching videos. Other podcasts that that can help us learn along the way and help us understand these topics, so that we can bring them to you in, in a format that's you know a little bit easier to understand. Because, as an example, I was I was watching a uh, debate between uh, Jordan Peterson and and someone else. I can't remember his name. He had some like Slavish name or something like that. And Slovakian? I I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Um, I, I couldn't really quite follow everything that Jordan was saying when, when he had his time to speak, you know, he'd talk in his, in his, you know, um, psychiatric type. Big words make me sound smart voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He would, he would talk in, in those, in those terms. And I'm like, you know, I, I kind of understand what you're talking about, but I don't understand what you're saying. Like, you're talking about this specific topic, but everything else after that, I don't get it. <laughs> and we want to we be able to bring this content so that, so that everybody can understand it a little bit better. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. We don't want anyone to feel left out or make anyone feel dumb. So if you want something explained further, even, like, just let us know. I mean, we listen to everybody. I've, I've been prying opinions and gripes out of people for the last week to make this better, and like honestly, the biggest thing was um sound quality, and I can't make that better yet.
0: So not quite. That requires money. Yeah, you're just, <laughs> we don't have a lot of that. You're
1: gonna have to deal with the bad sound quality for a little bit, and um, just go
0: with the flow. So future podcast ideas for episodes. We are thinking about doing one per amendment of the constitution. Yeah. I want to do one on communism.
1: Uh, One or two on the declaration of independence.
0: Yeah. Because there's a lot about a lot in there that people don't quite know either. I guess the, the declaration of
1: independence is what gives people their rights.
0: It, essentially,
1: I mean the Constitution has a lot in there about it, but the Declaration of Independence is what states that all persons are in in individual in their freedom
0: mm-hmm. so yeah there's a lot in there that we can get into and it might take one or two or three episodes to to cover the Declaration of Independence. but yeah, ideas for episodes. Um. let us know what you want to hear and we'll get right to it.
1: You got anything else, Reed?
0: I don't have anything else.
1: All right. Uh, brothers and sisters,
0: this was really fun. Let's do it again. See you guys later.